Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Satori Podcast. And welcome to the Whole Soul Podcast. The greatest collaboration you've ever seen. <laughs> Me. Me. Today's episode is going to be about spiritual and energetic hygiene. But before we get into that, we wanted to share the poems that or the journal entries that we both wrote this morning because we've been in a practice of waking up, going outside, stretching, doing yoga, mm -hmm. and then going into our own spaces or areas of nature so that we can just tune in to what we're feeling, tune into our hearts and our souls to just write whatever comes through. And I've been doing my best to write a page a day, and Taylor has also been doing mm -hmm. a really good job of yeah, just writing down a page a day. And the, I wouldn't even say end goal, but what we want to create from this is books. Mm -hmm. I want to create a book and you also want to create a book. So yeah, yeah, I think it'd be really cool to just drop in and share the page. And I'm really excited to hear yours and to also share mine. So you want to go first? Sure. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> So this is as of like 30 minutes ago. Fresh off the press. Finding who you are is akin to touching your shadow. It's unreal. Look not for a who as this confuses the minds of many into thinking there is some personal identity that is the ultimate truth. Look rather for what you are. What is beyond personhood while who is within personhood? Mm. Your shadow is your who. Waste no time attempting to find something particular with unique attributes as your true nature is no thing nor particularity. You are form and you are formless. Potentiality and actuality unmanifest and manifest. My child, what you are is the one, not a one. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So beautiful and so like high level. Yeah. I feel like I didn't really understand the first sentence. Can you can you go into that a little bit? The word of the shadow? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a reference to like the who is confused for the shadow. Um so people look outside of themselves they kind of look at the body or who they are and all of their attributes that tie to their identity. And that in that reference, I was using the shadow Got it. as something outside of you that is not the nature of what you are. True. Um, and then everybody tries to find it by like doing all these things and it's just an endless game of madness. But what about shadow work? Yeah, that's different. That's a different okay. context, right? Like I was using it in a totally different context here okay. where um, yeah, essentially it's saying the pathway is straight and narrow, just realize the truth. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, cause shadow work's important and it's been a really big part of my journey in facing the parts of myself that I've rejected or the parts that have remained unseen in my life. So yeah. at first when I heard shadow, I was like, hmm, I'd like to hear further context. Cause yeah, I knew how do you define more. shadow work? I would say first thing that comes through is to just accept and illuminate and fully see the parts of yourself that you're rejecting or not loving or not accepting. So it's like you're integrating the parts of yourself that you've rejected so that yeah. you become whole. Because when we reject the parts of ourselves that we don't love, they become a shadow. They're there and they kind of linger, but they're there and we're not accepting them. So that's why they become a shadow. But once we fully integrate the shadow, then we become whole. Yeah. And the shadow is just a reference to an unintegrated aspect of self. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Simply put, yeah. beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. I loved your articulation of it. And I feel like in my journal entry, that is what I was referencing. Okay, 
Yeah, makes sense now. Um, beautiful. Yeah. You want to share? Yeah, I do. Yay. Wow, that was great, by the way. Yeah. Great clarification. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Be where your feet are, for only then can you be where you are and embody how you are in each and every moment. Embodiment means to be in your body. Yet so many of us walk around living in the past or worrying about the future and what is yet to come. This is what living in the mind looks like. And what it does, it, and what it does is disconnects us from ourselves, from spirit, and from the eternal now moment, which is all we have in truth. For the future is uncertain and the past has already happened. To be where your feet are means to be in the happening as the co-creator of your reality. It means to be a paintbrush on an infinite canvas where anything is possible. It means tuning into your heart and your beingness to feel what is true and exciting for you in each and every moment. There is no right or wrong, better or worse. Only you know the way for you. No one else knows better than you. How could they? You have an inner voice and compass that steers you towards your true north. But will you listen? You have free will to choose or not to choose. And the only way to know what's true for you is to be where your feet are. Wow. <laughs> so good. You know, as I was writing it on the beach, I was like, I feel like this sucks. Like, I don't know why, but... I'm like, I feel like this isn't good, but now that I read it and it's complete. It's incredible. It feels complete. And I'm like, wow. It's so funny. Whenever I'm in the writing process and I'm like halfway through, I'm like, eh, I don't know how I feel about this. But then yeah. when I read it fully as it's done, yeah. Um, yeah, it just feels complete. I'm like, wait, whoa, that actually was really good. It was so good. And I actually went through that same journey when I was writing this. Yeah. I feel like you kind of get numb to how you write yeah. and you start to think, ah, this is normal because I can write this every day. And you kind of forget that like, no, 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 99% of mankind couldn't write that. Yeah. Because it's your medicine and yeah. you're so used to your medicine. Whereas most people yeah. aren't because you're one of kind, you're unique. That's the beautiful thing about sharing it with people. Yeah. Because then you get the reflections from people of like, wow, dude. <laughs> and you realize how special it is. Yeah. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Holy shit. That's actually freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I feel like in the beginning, I thought, wow, this is so special. And then two, three months later, it's like, oh, okay, this is pretty normal now. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And then occasionally yeah. there'll be a day where I'm like, wow, that was incredible what I wrote. Yeah. Some days it'll be like, meh. but like your meh is like the best. Yeah. That's why I stopped writing for a while because I did it for years. I just write in my journal, open it, do it for myself. But yeah, then I got kind of like bored of it or sick of it. And I was like, meh, this is kind of pointless. But now yeah. that I'm going back to it, I'm like, whoa, this like heals my soul. Mm -hmm. And helps me remember fragments of my soul that have been like forgotten or lost because mm. it just comes through and it channels through as I write. So yeah, writing has been such a remembrance and it's so beautiful. It's such a connection to divinity. Yeah. It puts you in this introspective place. It puts you in the observer witness where you're just like outside of the body looking. You're just in the seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. I loved what you wrote and it was so much that I've come like the essence of the message for me was be where your feet are. Yeah. I mean, that's the first sentence and the last sentence. Yeah. And, um, how you tied in a million things related to that simple four words is incredible. Yeah. I feel like I love that style of writing most where you just pick a thread or like a you'll just sit with yourself meditating and it'll come through. So like, for example, for me, it was be where your feet are. And then I just go about, I mean, I just expand and go into the infinite and just like whatever comes through about that thread comes through Yeah. based on my own experience. I loved this. 
And that's also a really good thread. How to like how writing comes about. Yeah. It's not like you know the whole page. We can do a whole episode about that. Yeah. <laughs> Embodiment means to be in your body. It's so interesting. Cause so many people are trying to get out of their body. Mm-hmm. Whether they're avoiding painful, fearful conversations or whatever, or they're just like trying to like meditate and remote view and go out of their body for fun. I mean, you did that. I did that for a long time. (laughs) And then you come to this place of like, I came to be a human. Yeah. For the purpose of experiencing the human experience. Yeah. And like to fear and like hide away or run away or be out of the body is uh, almost like sweeping it under the rug a little bit. I mean, I used to do that too. Like a lot. I wanted to be anywhere but my body. Yeah. And like doing mushrooms and like DMT and mm. ayahuasca and like going to all these ceremonies and looking outside of myself, looking for like a connection outside of myself that would, yeah, bring me, I don't know, peace and solace. Wow. But then I realized, no, it's not there. It's just right here where I am where my feet are all the time. Yeah. And that is the greatest realization. I mean, that is the medicine of the medicine. Yeah. That's the medicine of the medicine. (laughs) Is to realize you're the medicine. Yeah. (laughs) If we could just summarize all medicine as that, that would be really helpful for all mankind. So if you can just go into this journey and come out and realize that you are the medicine, you've done it. You've done it. (laughs) You got it. it. Because, I mean, why do you do medicine in the first place? You're seeking something. You're seeking truth or answers. But then Mm -hmm. the medicine shows you that it's all within you, that you are the medicine. It's so funny (laughs) also that, like, when you look at it from a visual perspective, it's an internal journey. Fully. Fully. And some people make it external. Mm -hmm. And that's not really the real journey per se. Like if you're just out and about, like eyes wide open, like, like, you know, it's kind of like, okay, you're having fun. Yeah. <laughs> but if you really want to go about the real journey and realize the medicine of the medicine, you got to just go within. Aho. Amen. Yeah. Why don't we dive into spiritual, spiritual and energetic hygiene? Okay. That was a beautiful start to the podcast here. So... When I walked in and I mentioned this episode title, you asked me, what does that even mean? Yeah, spiritual never energe- heard that in my spiritual life. Spiritual and energetic hygiene. Um, the way that I would describe it is kind of just like being where your feet are in a sense. So you have your physical hygiene, right? Like you take a shower every day, you shave, you put on lotion, you wash your hair. That's yeah. physical hygiene. But what about spiritual hygiene and energetic hygiene, right? Like that's the unseen, but it's totally real and it's there. And yeah, I just feel like it's about clearing your space, yeah. grounding and like, yeah, being in your own space, clearing the field, the unseen. Yeah. Because there's a lot that goes on there. Whether your mind kind of runs the show and there's a lot of mental activity going on. Yeah. Or you're just surrounded by a lot of energy. You go into work if you work. Yeah. In the city, let's say, that's a lot of energy. You're interacting. Driving down a street. You're interacting with so many people. Yeah, it's a lot. But that's kind of a painted picture. I get it. That was really good. Yeah. I don't know if that made sense. No, total sense. Yeah. If you want to add anything. It's cleaning the unseen. Yeah. It's non-physical. It's non-physical, but it's fully real. But it's there. And you feel it. Even if you don't believe in the spiritual energetic realms, it's still there because you feel tired and exhausted and you wonder why. But most times it's because you're just overwhelmed or like putting too much on yourself or just completely not clearing your field and your energetic channels. And yeah. it's just like, whoa, there's just a lot. I'm feeling a lot. I'm feeling anxious, overwhelmed. Yeah. That's where that comes from a lot of times. Something that came up, this came up for me yesterday that relates to this. If someone doesn't believe that this is real, all you have to look at is why the Pope has an exorcist. 
and go wow. read some of the books that the exorcists of the Pope have written yeah. and realize that like, oh no, <laughs> this unseen thing is so real that it manifests through the body and takes over some people yeah. to the point where that person's completely gone. So this is what we're clearing, but that's an extreme example. Yeah. And that's so real. Yeah. So real. I mean, a lot of times with like personality disorders or like mental health disorders, that's what it is a lot of times. A lot of times. It's just like an energy that comes in. Yeah. That's why psych wards are scary places. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of spirits flying around. A lot of in spirits there. flying around in there. But um, yeah, let's get back to it. So the main spiritual practice and energetic hygiene practice that we both do and we've been doing yeah. is this daily psychic protection of grounding, yeah. doing our grounding cord yeah. and our setting up our roses and imagining a golden light, just filling our aura from the sun. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? And we can go into the story of how we came to realize that this is a practice. Yeah. Maybe I'll touch on grounding cords. Yeah. Why don't we just do it? Right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wanna, okay. Want to guide it? Yeah. So you can close your eyes and imagine that at the base of your spine, you're tying a rope. You could also use a pipe or you could use a water slide or anything. And it's a big diameter around this thing. It's not just small. Consider it a pipe that is going to go down to the core of the earth. And actually, we're connecting it to the the root chakra, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you're connecting this pipe from your root chakra, the base of your spine, to the core of the earth. It's a big pipe. And I like to imagine this pipe being built and it's important that you use whatever resonates with you because if a pipe doesn't feel good, you use a rope. It's an imaginary, imaginative process where, where whatever feels good for you is what's going to allow this to be strongest in a sense. So a big pipe. And I like to imagine my spirit guides coming in and like, they're like building it. It only takes like a second, but they're like, meh, 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 meh. and then they all the way down to the core of the earth. And it's like, And then it's like fully sealed. I even imagine some of my guides like knocking on it. Like, yep, it's really strong. Holy shit. This Mm -hmm. thing has no cracks. And like all of the energy that needs to be cleansed from Taylor's vessel is going to be cleansed. And all the energy goes down the pipe to the core of the earth that needs to go down. So this is like a purification process. That which is no longer serving me or has never served me is going to go down this pipe into the core of the earth. Just like that. And then we're going to imagine a golden sun above our heads. And we're going to call in all of our energy back into this golden sun. And this golden ball of light or sun is a purification that neutralizes, purification process that neutralizes the energy and takes away all of the impurities in a sense. And then now that all of that energy is in there, you can just take an invisible magical hammer or whatever you want and just crack it open like an eggshell. And then an infinite amount of yolk that represents your energy pours into your beingness, filling your aura and your physical vessel. And now we are fully grounded and we have called back all of our energy and it is our energy. (laughs) Wow, I can already feel the difference. Yeah. (laughs) And something I wanted to point out, I feel like in a lot of psychic readings or psychic education, people say to create a white light, Mm. but it's important that we create a golden light and a golden field because what the color white does, it's super bright and it attracts all energies. Whereas the golden light is kind of more of like a neutral energy that doesn't... Purifies. Yeah, yeah, that purifies. Whereas white is just like out there in the sea of darkness, you know? I the like, sea of an infinite. And also Carrie, who's the intuitive empath that we work with, she told us that, this is my words, not hers, but 
the white light's like crack cocaine. It feels great for a hot minute. And then you're just like, whoa, man, I feel terrible. Yeah. I just got rocked by something. Yeah. Yeah. So avoid white light. Yeah. Shout out to Carrie. This is like where we're learning all of this from. And it's been so life-changing in the best She's the way. Best. She's truly the best. And like, wow, life has just been so transformational trans- being in, in yeah, our lives. Yeah. Humble Bumble Intuitive. Intuitive.com. Dot com is Carrie's She's website. The best. Do you want to go through the rose process? Yeah. So another part of the daily psychic protection is creating a wall of roses all around you. Yeah. And we choose roses because roses are like the highest frequency of flowers in the whole flower kingdom. And what they do so they're beautiful right but they have spikes Mm -hmm. so you set up your roses but if any energies want to come in it's like the spikes will protect you Mm. in a sense that's why we kind of imagine roses so if you want to close your eyes not if you're driving obviously but (laughs) (laughs) if you want to close your eyes and just imagine a big hedge of roses growing all around you going higher, growing wider and thicker. And you can imagine one hedge, or if you want more protection, you can imagine layers of hedges just growing all around you. And just imagining it. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it, I think, right? The one thing to add is that when you're making these roses, they are like your energy but not of your energy so you're infusing them with an energy that is like your energy but it's not of your energy because you need your energy for yourself Mm. um and that's probably the most important other thing yeah great point to add i also like to imagine sometimes i don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing to be honest but i like to imagine like an earth like a planet and i'm just at the core and then the rest is roses yeah so i don't know if that makes a difference but no, I love that. Um, so yeah, that's the first one. I think we should move on to... Wait, that's also just a really... Uh, it's because that may sound obvious to say this, but that's a really good practice for just preventing beings that you're walking past in the supermarket or at a friend's house so that you don't pick up on energies from them. Yeah. That's what it's for. So important. Super obvious, but like just to clarify, yeah, it's your barrier of protection energetically totally or like let's say you're walking through new york city you're not talking to anyone but you're still moving through a sea of energies auras Auras. and like you're touching people in a spiritual sense energetically yeah energetically and spiritually unseen thing yeah yeah it's real super real and then let's say you're in your apartment or something you're in your house and you're feeling like drained or overwhelmed or you're feeling anger it might not even be yours (laughs) maybe the person above you exactly or below you or below you or beside you and that's the thing. A lot of times we feel these emotions and they're not even ours Yeah. because we pick up on energies and we don't clear our field. We don't clear our space. Mm, yeah. And then we're like, oh my God, this is mine. This is what I'm feeling. Why am I feeling this? But like, it's not yours in reality a lot of times. Yeah. So uh, another practice for energetic and spiritual hygiene is time and nature. And that may seem so obvious, but in truth, nature is the way home we are nature and yeah we've become so disconnected from her as a society so disconnected and we forget what we are we forget who we are because we don't spend time in nature and we're so in our phones and technology we're so in our work yeah that we just completely forget the nature of what we are of who we are nature nature (laughs) love that and Last weekend, I was just laying under the tree. We were both laying under the tree. And it was such a profound moment of just feeling the wind, kissing our skin, looking up at the tree, just like dancing. Yeah. And like breathing deeply, connecting to nature. And it's like, whoa, I feel like I haven't been here in a long time. Yet we live here in nature. Yeah. So it's a conscious practice that needs to be like conscious, you know? Yeah. Because if you don't intentionally set time to be in nature, then you're just going to forget. So that's a big one. And you'll dig yourself into a deeper hole of disconnection. Totally. Um, 
what came up for me is so interesting. Being in nature is like the real grounding cord. Like that is grounding in the physical. Yeah. And setting up an energetic grounding cord is kind of like an extra layer of like amazing. Extra. Extra. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that one's pretty straightforward. Time and nature. <laughs> mm. um, another one, super important, alone time. Being in your own field, recognizing yeah. yourself as a sovereign being. Even if you're living with someone, whether it be your best friend, whether you're in a relationship or a divine union, mm-hmm. like we are. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's important to be in your own field and know your own energy and take yourself on dates. Yeah. Like be your own best friend. Love your energy. Mm. Because something I struggled with for a long time is just like not loving myself and like not like I was alone a lot, but I didn't love being alone because I didn't love myself. And that just created so much suffering and pain. So yeah, alone time, but loving yourself in your alone time and becoming Mm. your best friend and treating yourself as you would your best friend. There's no difference. And the more you can love yourself in your alone time and in your space, the more you can fill your cup and then give to others from a space of wholeness and true love for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm. Alone time. The best. The best. That brings up um, what the, um, and the thing to add to the list is the relationship bubble. Mm-hmm. So there's this thing. Should we go through it now? Yeah. Yeah. There's, we just learned this from Carrie. She's the best. Humble bumble. Um, (laughs) We live in a really small house (laughs) and we're always in proximity to each other a large percentage of the time. And sometimes it can feel like we're not in our own energy. Um, Carrie helped us understand and work through this practice of, making sure that we don't share an energetic bubble from our own in our own bubble. So there's essentially your own energetic bubble and then there's a relationship bubble where this relationship bubble holds Taylor and Claudia's essence together, but we don't merge the Taylor bubble and the Claudia bubble. Those bubbles are very separate, separate because we're sovereign beings. Yeah. And you have to stay in your own energy no matter what. That is the best thing forever. Yeah, and you have to stay in your own energy field. Otherwise, you'll lose yourself in another energy field. Mm-hmm. Whether it be a relationship of any sorts, actually. Friendship, yeah. best friend, anything, partner, parents, yeah. brother, sister, anything. So good practice is to imagine a relationship bubble. Um, that's where all the energy comes together between the two of you. And then also for your own bubbles, Carrie helped us like imagine the practice of we're back to back and this is not a field that we go into. Mm -hmm. You don't cross into mine. I don't cross into yours. Love that. Glad you added that. Yeah. Um, another one that I love is clearing your living space with sage, Palo Santo, incense, Kapal, Kapal, which I love. And every time we do that, you can just feel the space clearing because of the smell. It just it clears the space fully. Yeah. Fully. Blessing the space. Blessing the space. Clearing the space. So important. Because again, you experience a lot throughout your day. People come in and then there's energies that are present. So clearing that, making it a clean space. It's like cleaning your body, but it's like cleaning your home. It's a daily consecration practice. Yes. That blesses and clears. And it makes you feel so good, like smelling something delicious. Smells delicious. Like, wow. Yeah, there's no other word. Even if you don't care about clearing your space, which you probably should, just do it. Make it smell smell. good. Make your house smell good because you're clearing it. As you're doing that anyway. I lit incense every day for years having no idea why <laughs> I was doing it other than the smell. I mean, a lot of people do that. My Neg mom champ. does that. She has no idea. 
I wish my mom did this. She says it gives her <laughs> headaches. I'm like, Ugh. mom. Yeah, my mom hates sage. Ugh. I'm like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> Gotta yeah. clear, clear you up. Got yeah. something there. <laughs> Isn't that funny? It's funny. Um, another one is meditation. Like intentionally dropping into meditation, going inwards and tuning into presence. Yeah. That one's super helpful. Listening to your inner voice and just your inner world. Because when we wake up, our eyes are open. We're looking outside the whole time. We're looking outside of ourselves, doing. Yeah. So tuning into being critical. Mm-hmm. Critical. That is one of the most important practices for self-realization. And I feel like it's so spoken about. Like everyone knows what meditation is at this point. Yeah. But like actually doing it and knowing yeah. that it's just tuning into the present now moment. You're not trying to like yeah. call something in or like yeah. trying to imagine something. I thought that for years. Yeah. I thought that's what meditation was, but I'm realizing now it's just tuning into this moment right now, observing your thoughts, going into the observer seat, not yeah. attaching to any thoughts. Yeah. Just witnessing your thoughts as cloud, clouds in the sky. Yeah, exactly that. Wow. That's what it is. And then opening your eyes and maintaining that state mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> that's the test. <laughs> yeah. Not the test, but. Yeah, that's you know, what you're really doing that's it what for. You're doing. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And second to last, intuitive eating. And. At first, I was like, hmm, how is this a spiritual and energetic practice? But yeah, eating intuitively is because you're tuning into how you feel. You're tuning into what your body needs in each and every single moment. Yeah. Because it's going to be different every single time you eat, you know? You're not just going to, like, eat the same thing every single day. I mean, you could, but actually tuning into your body listening to it, what it needs. Like, let's say I'm on my moon cycle and I'm bleeding. I'm probably going to want steak because I'm losing a lot of blood and I need extra iron and selenium and like all of these things. So yeah, just tuning into where your body is, how you're feeling and then feeding yourself based on your energy levels and how you're feeling. Yeah. So that's how it's a energetic practice for the physical body. Something that came up for me is like, intuitively placing your portions and or not just eating what's on your plate but like eating what your body feels like it needs Mm -hmm. because your body doesn't need all the food on the plate sometimes or sometimes it needs more but i feel like people just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and it's like well yeah and it's unconscious a lot of the times i mean i get caught doing that sometimes like i'll just eat everything that's on my plate yeah just because it's there and i don't want to waste food that's just a part of my conditioning too yeah it's like deep in my dna eat everything on your plate because war trauma you know world (laughs) war ii can't waste any food yeah yeah just becoming conscious of that and aware of how you're feeling in your process of eating yeah love it and last but not least speaking your truth and being as you are in each and every single moment Allowing yourself to feel whatever's coming up. Yeah. Speak your truth in the moment. If some something comes up with someone in your relationships, a challenge or something that's triggering, to communicate that as soon as you can. Because like you explained yesterday, it's like smoke in a room. Yeah. And the longer it stays, the darker it gets, the more thick it gets. Mm -hmm. And it starts to suffocate you energetically and spiritually. And you can't think. And then you're dying on the floor and there's no chance that you'll ever be able to open the window. Yeah. And now you're in the depths of hell. Yeah. And that is not where you want to go. And you create so many stories that aren't even true most of the time. No. Yeah, exactly. It's just painful. Creates suffering. That is suffering. You're being ruled by fear and the then we went into the thread of how the root of all fear ties to death and the only thing that can die is uh the ego 
you can't actually die because you're an infinite being. Oh. And so it's like, open the fucking window, man. Open the window. (laughs) For yourself. Yeah, for yourself. I mean, the windows shouldn't ever have been closed in the first place. Never. The windows should never be closed. And holy company is so important because they sometimes will open the window for you. Yeah. If you have like a really good friend slash angel, he'll come and be like, hey man, why are you dying on the floor in there? Let me uh, open that window for you. Oh, wow. You had a lot going on. (laughs) And that's what holding space is a lot of times. Yeah. Having people around you that can reflect that to you. Or maybe if you don't even have the courage to talk about it with the people you love. Maybe someone will point it out for you and be like, hey, what's going on? Let's talk about it. Or maybe you'll find a legendary podcast. Like this one. (laughs) That helps you realize that you're dying in a room of smoke. Yeah. And you just got to open the window. Yeah. Seeds of hope. Seeds of inspiration. Unity. That's why we're doing what we're doing. I feel like it's so beautiful to talk about the experiences that we're going through on a daily basis and the things that we're learning I really feel that it's not common knowledge. No. I mean, we're just learning about all of this right now. Yeah. I've been on earth for 22 years. You've been on earth for 27. Like, yeah. Whoa. Whoa. How are we just learning about this? This is like basic life skills that we should have learned when we were like five. Yeah. You know, this goes into the thread about the world and worldliness and all the control and why the schooling system sucks. And it's not it's not a bad thing. It's just like here here's the earth that you're on. You're going to have to find this information somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> it's certainly not going to be in your university. No. Maybe you'll have a professor that is like a Carl Jung angel. or something, <laughs> you know, someone yeah. that's just like way out there. A literal angel in the matrix. And I mean, unless you come across a podcast like this where we're talking about this, how are you going to find it, you know? Yeah. Because most times people get caught in the rat race. They get stuck there and they're just in their patterns and their habits and yeah, they don't look outside of that because they're just in it. They're in the box. They're in the box fully. They're in the smoke. They're in you a can't smoky see. box. You can't see. And once you're in that and you hear something like this, you're like, whoa what is that woo woo shit? Like, what is that bullshit? And they completely just like discount it. Do not see it as crazy or like psychosis or something. Yeah, yeah, But like, no, this is just the truth of this human experience and what we're all living, whether we're conscious of it or not. Yeah. If you don't believe it, wait till you die. Then you'll believe it. And then you'll see. And then you'll be like, damn, I was a fucking spirit the whole time. Shit, I missed all of that. (laughs) Yeah, but some people aren't meant to wake up in this lifetime. To that degree. To that degree. Yeah. Some people are here to just invent penicillin and save millions of lives. That's an incredible gift to mankind as well. And science has been such a gift. I mean, like, like big pharma and all that, it sucks for the vast majority. But there's been some incredible inventions that have helped us live infinitely longer than the life expectancy 200, 300 years ago. I mean, Advil, (laughs) you know, I don't, I don't love taking Advil, but but when my cramps are cramping, I'm dying on the floor. Gift. Give me a fucking Advil. (laughs) Like I need it. And I don't want to take it, but you know, sometimes you just, you'd rather take the pill and just like not feel the pain for a bit because it's so fucking intense. And then of course there's like underlying root causes to that that need to be looked at but yeah that's a whole process yeah and will happen with time but for now i need an advil <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's this funny thing of like it wouldn't be there unless god wanted you to have it as an option simple as it's that it's all perfect it is all perfect and that's just the truth yeah and that's a tough pill to swallow that might be really triggering for for a lot of people you know they're just like nah man these kids starving out there these people dying over there i mean yeah it's really sad and it sucks 
But yeah. in the grand, the grand scheme, scheme, when you really things. zoom out as far as you can, like, yeah. it's all happening perfectly. For everyone. Also, if you take in, just to like give some context and yeah, karmic propensities, you know, maybe maybe the kids or the people dying in North Korea right now have had some like past lives where they're like doing terrible shit, things. Terrible things. You like don't maybe know they're what their murdering children is. or like trafficking children. Yeah. And then they go into a life where they're like starving and being abused. Well, that's just their karma, you know, and it's all perfect. <sighs> yeah. That is so tough for like, this is the thread that I wrote about in one of the journals of like, Christianity doesn't necessarily believe in past lives, but in the East, it's so common. Like anyone that's read the Bhagavad Gita is like, oh yeah, karma, obvious, dur, because Krishna taught karma and yeah. the, all of it. But the Christians have faith that whatever is unfolding is God's plan. That's their way of understanding the terrible horrors of this world is like, okay, it's, I don't really understand for sure why yeah. that's happening. But trust in God. But I trust in God. Yeah. And it's like, if you had the understanding of karma, it would be a little, little bit, if not a lot more easier for you to stomach the quote unquote horrors of the world. Yeah. <sighs> and also there was a thread that I was going to go down. Jesus performed a miracle. I forget. This is right before he was crucified. Someone died. I don't remember who it was. It was a son of a mother or something. I don't exactly remember who it was. Anyways, he's speaking to some people that were close to this person who died. And when they told him he had died, Jesus was crying. And then he brought him back to life. And wow, people, people wonder like, well, why was he crying? It's because he feels, he's compassionate. He feels for the pain and suffering of those who have just lost their son slash brother slash sister, whatever. It doesn't matter that he has the power to bring him back to life or her back to life. He's still able to feel how deeply these people loved that and person. And are grieving. And he cries with them. And it's the most beautiful thing in the world because it's like, I'm crying with you and let me just bring him back to life. Yeah. <laughs> it was the best. So yeah, like it's, you still have compassion for all these people that are suffering and pray for them and wish them angelic, miraculous unfoldments for their life to help them enter a more heavenly domain while not getting lost in it and feeling like it's a terrible thing and it shouldn't be happening. And everything. it's like, yeah. it's a fine line between not caring and not being at all empathetic and caring deeply, but not getting yeah, attached to it. I mean, like what's happening right now in the Middle East with the war with Israel and Palestine, like, wow, so much grief there. Yeah. So much suffering. grief. When I was in Portugal, this was all happening. And like, obviously we live in a beach town right now, Playa Vanau, where it's like 85% Israeli. Yeah. A lot of our friends here are Israeli and like they had to go back to Israel to fight, Yeah, you know, to protect their land. And in Portugal, I was going through big grievance. Yeah. Big grievance, just like feeling all my friends, like being so worried and like sad, like how the fuck is this happening? How is this real? How is this possible? This is so terrible. But then like with time also just like coming to the awareness that it's all perfect, you know, it's yeah. so sad and heart wrenching and like yeah. disgusting what's going on there right now. And like the separation and the hate against the two, but you know, it's, it is what it is. And it is what it is. all you can do is feel and grieve and just like send love. Yeah. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. Yeah. Because, yeah. Just pray. Yeah. And that's a form of big service that is part of the unseen is a lot of people will say, well, like, if you really want to help, you would donate or send money or fight or, you know, start a cause and, and protest. It's like they don't believe that just praying and staying in a really high vibration regardless of what's happening actually impacts the world 
It's about staying in a high vibration. They and choosing a side and like protesting and being an activist is not staying in a high vibration. That's choosing a side. It's picking a side. It's, so it's separation. Yeah. And I have a really good rock. <laughs> I know the rock. A really you're good about. rock. It says, "War begins by picking sides. Peace abides in the sideless." And so these sideless beings are perceived as naive. Um, what else would you define them as? People um, that are on a side looking at someone that is sideless will perceive ignorant. them as ignorant. Don't care. Oh, you like don't, don't care. You don't heartless. understand. Yeah. And it's like, well, this is someone who doesn't see the unseen. Totally. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. We yeah. really went down a we thread really, there. We really went down a thread. But back to spiritual hygiene. Right. That's what this whole episode <laughs> is about. Right. So I think I'll just go through the main practices again, just so listeners can have an idea or they can maybe write down these practices to help them. Yeah. So the first one that I that we talked about was daily psychic protection. So setting up your grounded grounding cord, setting up your roses and your golden light, calling back in your energy, protecting your energy, time in nature, alone time, clearing your living space, mm. meditation, intuitive eating and practicing speaking your truth and being as you are and how you are in each and every single moment. Yeah, I love that. We also went through the relationship bubble thing. Oh yeah, that one's That one's great. great. Yeah, and that's for all relationships. All relationships, not just intimate ones. Yeah. Yay. Want to do a prayer to end it? Yeah. Do you want to do you want to start? Yeah, I'll start. Um to the O Lord, nameless one, divinity, God, I reverentially capitalized. <laughs> we pray that we may be a vessel of thy sublime peace to help all those who feel separate come to wholeness and unity in remembrance fully of the truth of that which they are and to know that they are in this world but not of it and that all those around them are brothers and sisters mm. and that we may come into this harmonious way of being a whole again in a realm where it feels very divided, but truly is indivisible. Amen. Wow. Aho. That was so beautiful. <laughs> the, way, the way you pray and the way you speak sometimes reminds me of the way Jesus speaks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I take Bl that as a compliment. Blonde Jesus. Um, <sighs> let me tune into my prayer. Yeah. May all beings remember their divinity and their nature and connection to earth, Pachamama, Gaia, to remember their wholeness, to accept themselves as they are, wholly, fully, to not be afraid of the parts of themselves that they reject or avoid or suppress, that those parts are a big part in coming home to wholeness within yourself. Love, 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 love. The whole soul. This is how you become a whole soul. Aho. Mm.
I'm really grateful that we got to drop into this podcast today because it's been a long time coming the last three days of wanting to set up and wanting to drop in, but it's just been so crazy the last three days doing so much and shifting and just, yeah, lifing. Yesterday we sat down for a podcast at like 11.30 at night and just like asked out <laughs> and like stared at each other for like five minutes, not saying anything because just nothing was coming through. So yeah, it's really nice to speak. Yeah. What I was actually going to say at some point was prior to this podcast, I was not like originally when you brought it up, when you were like, should we drop it? Maybe we can drop it. I was like, oops, I was not that excited. And I remember going outside just to finish my page, which was already finished. Um, I didn't add anything actually. And feeling like, wow, Taylor, here you go. You have a whole setup with three cameras, all the equipment that you've purchased and been researching on for months. And you're not that excited. And it was in that moment that I just felt like, ah, this is not true. (laughs) I am so fucking excited. And anything that is feeling like it's it's not exciting and just like let go of this and it shifted the state to just like this is gonna be great let's do it yeah and it was the best and it's such a remembrance to come back here and it's feels so good incredible to almost forget how beautiful the field is of dropping in we need to forget sometimes (sighs) so that we may remember once again Mm mm-hmm that's what last week's episode on the whole soul was. Aww. So if you guys want to check that out, it is the episode right below this one. Yay. Yeah. If you loved this podcast, be sure to follow Satori on YouTube and Spotify whenever, <laughs> whenever it's published. Whenever and Satori is published. Um, make sure to rate our podcasts, The Whole Soul and Satori. Please and thank you. That would be amazing. Give us a follow on Instagram. Oh, yay. We'll link our handles in the show notes. And yeah, I hope you all practice spiritual and energetic hygiene and really got value from this episode. Get in the shower. Get in the shower. Use the soap. That has good ingredients. Use the loofah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Love you, love you, love, love you. Love you all. You. Thank you for being here. Love you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.